You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Well, wonderful Mother's Day. As I was thinking, what would mom say? This is, I believe, my second Mother's Day without mother. And uh, it's always interesting when, when your mom is no longer on planet Earth, but she's now in the presence of the Lord and, and enjoying fellowship with all the loved ones and all the saints that have gone before. I can hear her kind of echoing from heaven down to Earth and saying, now you guys be nice and love each other, love each other. You know, and I thought, oh man, that's a, I, I think mom, you inspired my heart as, as I was hearing kind of your voice from heaven. It kind of resonates with Jesus's voice when he was with his disciples in John chapter 13 at verse 34 and five. He says, so I give you now a new commandment, love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. A new command, love one another. How? As Jesus has loved you. That's how we're to love one another. And this is gonna be the key that's gonna cause everyone to see that we're true followers. Paul continues in this thought of mothers and, and wives and how we should treat them in Ephesians 5. And this is what the apostle says to the husbands. He says, and to the husbands, you are to demonstrate love for your wives with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us, his bride. For he died for us sacrificing himself to make us holy and pure, cleansing us through the showering of the, wa the pure water of the word of God. All that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become a source of praise to him, glorious and radiant, beautiful and holy, without fault or flaw. Husbands have the obligation of loving and caring for their wives the same way they love and care for their own bodies. For to love your wife is to love your own self. No one abuses his own body, but pampers it, serving and satisfying its needs. That is exactly what Christ does for his church. He serves and satisfies us as members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and lovingly hold to his wife, since the two have become joined as one flesh. Marriage is the beautiful design of the Almighty, a great and sacred mystery, meant to be a vivid example of Christ and his church. So every married man should be gracious to his wife, just as he is gracious to himself and every wife should be tenderly devoted to her husband. The Apostle Paul, or Peter picks up in his first letter, chapter three, verse seven, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. 
Treat her as you should so that your prayers will not be hindered. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all the ways that you've spoken to us regarding how we should care for your image feminine. And we celebrate the mothers, we celebrate the wives, we celebrate women, we celebrate all that is feminine. And we say, Father, it's a manifestation of your glory and we give you thanks. Now give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love each other as I have loved you. Those are the words of Jesus. That kind of sets the standard for all of us, doesn't it? Doesn't matter if it's Mother's Day or Father's Day or Children's Day, Christmas, whatever. When the standard gets set to love as Jesus loves, uh, we're all taking into account. So as we look at God's image today, feminine, we understand that there is a lot of mystery about God that we're not able to understand. And I believe that the mystery of God is what has been deposited in his creation of his creatures in his image, feminine. Anybody ever figured out your wife yet? Just about the time you think you got her figured out, she changes. And it's like, wow, isn't that interesting? And she, for, for a series, her track record has been this way, this way, this way. And all of a sudden, then it veers. And it's like, hmm. And I think part of that is to appeal to our masculinity, created in God's image masculine, we pursue. And especially we pursue that which we don't quite have figured out. And so we continue to pursue the feminine. And when it's healthy, that's good. When it's unhealthy, sometimes we get exasperated and it's like we throw in the towel. May that not happen in our relationships with all God's creatures created in his image female. But may we continue to see the mystery of God in them and continue to pursue them because they are amazing, amazing, the crown of his creation. So Paul in Ephesians 5 says, love should be demonstrated. And all the ladies said, it should be demonstrated. You know, a lot of times as men, we, we just, we have it in our heart. We love our spouse and that should be enough. Love should be demonstrated. <laughs> for you with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated his love for his bride, his church. How do you like love demonstrated? Well, we have the five love languages and we understand there's words of affirmation, there's quality time activities, quality time conversation, there's receiving gifts, there's acts of service, there's physical touch. All of those are, are wonderful ways in which to demonstrate your love for your wife. How did Jesus demonstrate his love for the church? He died for her. The very first thing, he died for her. There's a sense in which he esteemed the worth of loving the church above his own natural life on planet earth. He sacrificed himself to make her holy and pure, 
making her holy and pure. Sacrifices. Sometimes we feel like we've gone above and beyond the call of duty when we watch HGTV. That's not quite the sacrifice I think that uh, we're going for here. Now, some of the guys I know love HGTV. I'd rather be watching ESPN, but sometimes you make the sacrifice if you wanna be in the same room together. Make the sacrifice. But Christ made such a, a, a greater sacrifice. He did it for her benefit, that she would be holy and pure. Wow. It's hard to make selfish choices and expect those selfish choices to have an effect upon your spouse, especially your wife, to make her holy and pure when it looks like you're making nothing but a choice based on you. The third thing that he says is that there's a, there, there's a cleansing, that, that she's cleansed through the showering of the pure word, the water of the word. I thought that was so interesting. Speaking the word of God over your wife, over the women, speaking words of affirmation, speaking words that build and that release destiny, words of prophecy over the, the woman, cleansing her by the pure water of the word. John 16 verse 13 says, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So we have the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth who guides us into all truth. And then in John 17, Jesus is praying, sanctify them by truth. Your word is truth. We need not only the word of God, but we need the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit and the word come together and as we expose our, our wives, as we expose our women to the word of God, through the Holy Spirit, the impact is unbelievable. It brings a purity and a holiness that the Father has in his heart, that Jesus is looking for his bride to be. I love that. Secondly, he says, all this is designed to make you mature for his pleasure, a source of praise to him. Wow. His great love for us and our love for each other is specifically designed because love is the environment in which maturity comes to fulfillment. It's, it's, you can have all sorts of Bible knowledge and you can get your degrees and you can have all sorts of knowledge intellectually about things, but it's in the foundation and the bed of love that things mature and become fruitful and, and fulfilled. I love that as, as you look at this and, and see that what is for his pleasure, it's that we become a source of praise to him. When he looks at you, do, did you ever imagine that when he looks at you, he sees a source of praise that is coming to him, a source of worship, a source of adoration? He says, to be glorious and radiant. Both are the same words from the root of kabod, doxa. It has to do with his glory, his splendor, the, the radiance of his being. What happens when God is present? 
And as we're speaking the word of the Lord to our spouses, as we're speaking the word of the Lord to our women, we find that it has an opportunity to build glory and radiance because the Lord inhabits his word. His praises bring his presence. Beautiful and holy. Mm. There's nothing more beautiful, I think, than God's image feminine worshiping him. When, when I see the guys up there worshiping for the last umpteen weeks, how, how long has it been? Five, six weeks that Mike and Rick have been singing and just bless us and bring us into the presence. And now we add Ken. But then when you bring Gloria, oh my, what is it about the feminine? It just takes it to another level. It's like, oh, this is so wonderful. And that's what we want to do. We want to be investing. Man, if we were smart, we would invest more in the women that are in our lives than we would in ourselves. Because when they, when they flourish, all of creation, all around us, the environment shift, the radiance of his presence fills every place where feminine love and devotion is manifested without fault or flaw. Ah, you guys are flawless. Do you make a mistake? Occasionally, Off, uh, not very often, but maybe once in a while, there could be, there could be a flaw. Uh, son's been working on her ping pong serve. It's almost flawless now. She's just been working day after day on her serve. It's fun watching her and Chuck play. She beats the pants off the guy. And, uh, but I, I do have to say, Chuck was holding his own for a while. It was, it was pretty good. The third thing that we look at is, as we honor mothers today is that husbands are to love and to care for their wives as we care for ourselves. We get the divine, the relationship of Christ and the church, and we see Christ and his masculinity and all that he, he comes for the femininity of his church. But now the appeal in how we treat women, how we treat our wives, is now come on the basis of how we treat ourselves. Now, for some of us, that's not a good thing. When we suffer from low self-esteem, when we have abuse issues in our lives, when we have addictions, when we have, when we have things that have shaped so that we no longer see ourselves as sons of the living God, it will affect how we treat ourselves which will then affect how we treat our spouse. Wives, if, if you're not being treated the way the scriptures is saying, it could be that you need to be praying for your husband to get a revelation of how he sees himself, how he doesn't see himself the way he truly is. Because if he did, he would be treating you better. The admonition here, the command is that we treat our spouse, we treat our wives as we treat ourselves. And this is coming from the assumption that you have a healthy self-esteem, that you're a healthy husband, that you're a healthy male. A healthy male should treat a healthy female in the following ways. Pamper. I've never thought of pampering myself. 
And therefore, I haven't pampered my wife the way I should. So I need to learn how to pamper me. And I take pretty good care of myself regarding my golf clubs and my golf balls. But there's more. There's more to pampering. Pampering you, not just what you do, not your hobbies, but pamper you, which means taking time for recreation, taking time for yourself. There, there is that aspect, but getting to the place where you love yourself the way Christ loves you. And then you'll be able to pamper your wife. You'll be able to serve her and see that she is satisfied. Make sure that she has the things that she needs and then some. Debbie oftentimes quotes um, Dave Ramsey as uh, the expression that he often uses, Sharon wants it. SWI, Sharon wants it. Why did you buy that? Sharon wants it. Okay, so now at our house, it's called DWI, driving while intoxicated. I know, Debbie wants it. Debbie wants it because Debbie wants it. Okay, that's, that's a good enough reason. That's a good enough reason. Honor, pamper, serve, satisfy. Because for this reason, we leave our father and mother. And so there, for some of us, we haven't had that clean separation from, from mom and dad. We, we have to have a clean separation there so that we can be fully joined to our spouse. And there we hold lovingly to our wife and we become one flesh. His conclusion is graciously love your wife just as you're gracious to yourself. Be as gracious to her as you are to yourself. Now, for some of you today, I'm praying for upgrades in, in the male department that you get an upgrade in how gracious you are to yourself because you have to have that upgrade if your wife, if the women are going to receive the grace that they deserve. The last part I want us to look at is coming from 1 Peter chapter three in the New Living Translation. It says that we're to give honor to our wives, honor our wives. Treat your wife with understanding. Hmm. Don't get exas exasperated. Treat your wife with understanding because you're living together. That helps. Understanding together in the same house, quarantine for how many weeks? It helps if you have a little more understanding. Here's the, the part that says, she may be weaker than you are. I love that it's in the optative mood may be, doesn't mean that she is. She may be weaker than you are, okay? We're not gonna get out uh, some tables and start doing some arm wrestling to see which spouse is the strongest. There are strengths that we all have, but there, there is a sense in which to honor always in the kingdom is always to honor the weaker. It's always to give special place to those that don't have enough strength. And that's why when, when we're discipling people and they're new in the faith, the love and the patience and all that we, the extra 
effort that we take is because we, we want them to grow. We want to honor the weaker. But she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Huh. All through the New Testament, Paul keeps hammering that up. There is no difference between male and female, Greek, Jew, you know, that we're one in Christ. And as being creatures created in his image, both masculine and feminine, when it comes to the place of relationship with Almighty, <laughs> we are equal. We are equal. Hmm. And the last thing is that we should treat her as we should. I just stopped there. You're supposed to treat her as you should, period. Get your mirror out. I got to treat her as I should. I, I got to treat her the way I should. That sounds like something my mother would say. You know, if there is behavior that would happen in the family that was unacceptable, she would just say, we don't act that way. Yes, mother, we don't act that way. We should treat our women the way we should. And here comes an interesting phrase that follows. So your prayers will not be hindered. Hmm. First of all, if you're treating her the way you're supposed to be treating her, guess what? You're praying for her. You're washing and covering her with the word of God. There's a cleanse factor that's taking place uh, that's the essence of today's message, that we're speaking the word of the Lord to our wife. We're encouraging her in her time in the word, receiving the word of God for herself, receiving it from others. We're, we're there, but we're praying for her. A friend of mine, and I've shared this story before, he was complaining to the Lord and he says, you know, Lord, my wife's just not fixing the food I like anymore. You know, she's, she's not doing the things I, I enjoy. Uh, she's really not taking very good care of me at all and all this kind of stuff. And he was complaining, having a little, little woe is me party. And some time went by and the Lord came to him and he said, it's entirely your fault. He thought, what? It's entirely my fault? She's the one that's not doing this. And the Lord says, every day she is going out into the world uncovered by your prayer. You're not praying for her. You're not pleading the blood of Christ over her. You're not doing warfare in her behalf. You're not covering and protecting and giving her a blanket of prayerful protection. It's entirely your fault. When I read that, I just thought, Oh, yeah, that's convicting. We need to be praying for our, our spouses. We need to be praying for the women that are in our life. Whether they're our mothers, whether our wives, whether our sisters in Christ, we need to be lifting up God's wonderful image feminine and covering them in prayer. Treat her as you should so that your prayers will not be hindered. That's the good news today. The good news of the gospel is that the love of the Father, the love of the Son, the love of the Holy Spirit for us 
his bride, his church, his tabernacle, his temple, his sons and daughters is the very love that we should be sharing with one another. And for us as men, we have special sacred responsibility to honor and to love our sisters, our wives, our mothers, our sisters in Christ with a very special love, a love that comes from the Father's heart, a love that comes from Jesus's heart, and a love that comes from the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit's heart. That is the kind of love that we're to love. God's image, feminine. Let's pray. As the worship team comes, just want to encourage us to allow the Lord access. I speak to the men. If part of the problem is that we don't have a, a healthy image of ourself, we haven't realized how much the Lord loves us, this morning would be a great day to begin because you'll never love your wife the way she's supposed to be loved if you don't love yourself the way he loves you. So we ask, Father, that you would release a divine grace to love ourselves so that we can love our spouses. Give us an ability to love the sisters, the mothers, the wives, the way you've created them to receive love. Help us, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.